Welcome to our team. This is our the best part of Nayaf, the week of the angry waters. But Shabbos Parshas Nayaf is when all that crazy chaos is settled into Menucha because it's Shabbos. So, Yom Shekula Shabbos, Shabbos, the Menucha of it. Um, we could say, okay, so, so we're going to recap. We're going to say that we have two general Shabbos. There's Shabbos Gracious. It's a general Shabbos. The way you set yourself up on Shabbos Gracious, that's the way it goes the whole year. That means you're creating on Shabbos Gracious a blueprint for the year. How you want to plan the year. The template, the blueprint, how you want to create the year. There you have on Shabbos Gracious, you're still sitting in Shul. You, you're still in the holy atmosphere of the month of Tishrei, full of Yemen Taibim. And within that context, you're setting up, you're creating the blueprint. You could say that's right. That's similar to going to a Fabrengan, going to a gathering of people, and everybody's in an elevated mood, and there's the group energy plus, 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 all the holy energy together. And what happens? We all take on resolutions. We all plan our week, our month, our year, our life, our generation. We all plan this stuff. And so um, Shabbos gracious is that planning Shabbos. You're planning the whole year. It's a general Shabbos. Shabbos Nayak is also a general Shabbos. But when you're planning the year, it's very different. And I say this every year when I do this different. Um, I was once standing in Beit Rivka, I was looking out the window, there was something going on, uh, two girls looked out, one made a comment, the other one objected to the comment, I won't go through the comments, about what people were doing on the street, certain people who had passed by on the street, and, the, and one girl said to the other one, one girl had made a more liberal comment, let's just say that, a more uh, democratic comment. And the other one made a more Republican comment, should we say it that way? And the less democratic girl said to her, well, you've obviously never been mugged. Meaning, if you had had, God forbid, a negative experience on the streets, you wouldn't be speaking in such an idealistic, um, floaty, idealistic, peace, love, dove kind of a way because you would have been hardened from your experience on the street as I was. That's what she was saying. So that's, that's a tough example. But that really is the difference between this general Shabbos of Parshat Nayach, Shabbos Nayach, and the general Shabbos is Shabbos Gracious. Shabbos Gracious, you're sitting in Shul. You just finished dancing on Simchas Kaira. You just finished sitting in the sukkah for, for all those days. And before that, and you were davening away. And you were in this unity with Hashem on Yom Kippur and all of that in Rosh Hashanah. Asking Hashem to be king for and make a, a year, a whole new year, a whole new world. And, and all of this and pure and holiness and holiness and holiness. It's all summed up by Shabbos Gracious, and you're sitting there in this holy atmosphere, and you haven't experienced the hard knock of what the year might bring. Hasn't happened yet. So you plan this idyllic year. It's great, but 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 Shabbos Naya, you see, 
the irony is, you see, here I am trying to just teach, and tow trucks are coming and taking away cars, and then other ones are beeping, and <laughs> right? that's the week of night. Probably stop in a minute. That's the week of Naya. Naya is you take the blueprint that you created in Shabbos Bracious and you go down into the world and boy, uh, in the week of Naya it's always quite a world. A real worldly type of a world. And when it comes to Shabbos, when you go into the rest mode, you go out of the chaos, out of the stormy waters of the world, of life, and you go into Shabbos, and you look back, you're a very different person looking at the year on Shab- Shabbos Nayak than you were on Shabbos Bracious. You've already been. Shabbos Bracious, you're saying, oh, it's going to be such a beautiful year of revealed wonders. Oh, it will be so beautiful. And it's true. Shabbos Nayak, you're a little more cynical because you've spent a week in an intense, an intense week in the angry waters of chaotic waters of the world, and it's a little harder to be so upbeat and optimistic. You spent a week in the field, and now you're going to plan the year again. These are two entirely different ways, two entirely different energies. Of how I'm going to sorry, how I'm going to plan my year, not my week. I'm going to plan my my year. So, or you could say, Shabbos Bracious, there's the year in potential. Shabbos B'Kayach and Shabbos Nayach, there's the year B'Kayach in actuality. It's still, you're sitting in Shabbos. So you're still, you're not in the middle of the subway. You're not in the middle of the craziness on Shabbos. You're out of it. But it's such a different way to look at the year. Now, we could say, just let's get over it. This is a tough week. And we're going to say that of all the tough years of Shabbos Naya in recent North American history, this is one, one of the craziest years. This is with all the stuff, with the pandemic and all the craziness and et cetera, all, all the stuff that's happening and what we just said, doctors, signatures, this, that. Testing, yes testing, no testing, testing centers, COVID centers, et cetera, et cetera, and all the ugly vicissitudes connected with this whole chaotic, angry waters of the world, by they. By they. So, interesting way to plan a year from inside of the Ive. So, here's the thing. One of the um, common themes in the Parshas of Gracious and Nayach is they're both about the creation of the world and the existence of the world and the sustaining of the world. Because Parshas Gracious is speaking about Gracious Bar Lakim creating the world. In Parshas Gracious, God creates the world, heaven and earth. So what does he do in Parshish Nayach? He doesn't create the world. He creates a promise on the eternity of the world. See the difference? Last week, Parshish Gracious, he's creating the world, heavens and earth. This week, 
he's giving us a promise about the existence and sustainability of the world. Very different. Not only that, Parshas Bracious, what are the other differences? Parshas Bracious is speaking about the, the, the fullness of the world, as it is a, a world that's complete because God made it complete. He created it. He's complete himself. So when he creates the world, he makes it complete. It's a very complete, it's a very whole, you know, he does it in his style, with his signature style. So when, when the world becomes corrupted and goes down from its level as he created it through his will, it's going to break. It's going to break. It's an incredible world that he creates in Parshish Bracious. But it's a little fragile. Because he creates a world on a high level. What if the creations inside the world aren't up to snuff? They're just not holding up to the rules? So the whole thing is going to fall apart. As it does. In Parshish Nayak. There can't be. Hashem, in a sense, creates a world that can't yet be sustained permanently. Interesting. And he does it on purpose. There's a whole reason why he does it. And then, and Hashem sees the evil in the world, as if, obviously, and he regrets, so to speak. So I just, oh, I can't believe it. Why did I create that world? What was I thinking? Obviously, it's much deeper than that. But clearly, he's creating a world, embracious, that can, you know, the blueprint of the ideal world, and then step one, step two, step three. It's a three-step process. Hashem, on purpose, did not create a world of Geula that could go straight from step one to step three. You have to go through step two. You have to have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You can't jump from Sunday to Tuesday. There are lots of people who would like to. There are lots of people who say, you know what I would like if I had my way? I wake up on Sunday and I go to the park and I go to the football game or whatever I do. And I'm happy and then I make a barbecue. And then I go to sleep and I wake up and it's Tuesday. Just eliminate Monday. Why? Because lots of people don't like Monday. Monday has a bad rap has the energy of, you know, back to work, oh, I can't deal with it too much. Yeah, and a lot of the quarantine um, was sent by from above as, a, as an antidote to that, and people got to, you know, rethink Mondays by being at home on, you know, not having Mondays. They just didn't have any Mondays for several months. And the fact that everything's still closed down, so the Monday doldrums of, you know, going to the office on Monday, nobody's, you know, still lots of people aren't going to the office. So there's a whole rethinking of Mondays. Monday is the Nayak energy. You know, you go into the insanity, you go into the, the rush, the chaos. The... So we're very much, this Sikh is really very much speaking to this year that we're in. You know, with the 2020 vision. So with that perfect world that Hashem creates on purpose, that 
elevated world that cannot be sustained. And he knows it, and he knows it, and he does it for a reason. And then he destroys it, and he does that for a reason. It's on the way to remember. It's not just to have a good world. God's intent, Hashem's intent, is not just to have a good world, or a moral world, or a righteous world, or a kind, giving, loving world. His intention is to have all of that in a sustainable, permanently sustainable fashion. So he does it in a three-step process. First make the perfect, perfect world. Then it falls apart. So destroy the old one, no longer works. And then create one that will be permanent, that we're more involved in. So Parshat Nayah is speaking about the completion of the world in itself. Meaning, in a very low situation where the world has fallen and become corrupt, within that world there's, there's, um, there's a special energy that's inserted, embedded in that world. The ability for the world to be fixed from within itself. Remember the continuous clean ovens? They don't have them anymore. Right? Self-cleaning oven. What's the thing about the self-cleaning oven? Oh, no, I spilled all the chicken grease all over the oven. No problem. The same oven, but now spilled. Yeah, it's because the way they made those trays uh, and the shelves in the oven, it's their fault. Okay, no problem. We also, or it's like, we also have the ability of the oven to clean itself. Right? Or that, you know, the the white tablecloth, like, oh no, every little spot, oh, we just spill the, the wine on it, every little spot shows up on this white tablecloth. Don't worry. This tablecloth, you just spray some this and that on it, and it cleans itself. That's the world in Parshas Nayach. It's a world that's immersed in the insanity of the angry waters of the chaotic chaos of the world and the corruption, but it has a self-cleaning function embedded in it. So it looked much worse than the first world created through Shabbos Precious. Much worse. But, it has a self-cleaning function. So here's the question we're going to ask. Okay. You go to a uh, store, and you want to buy, you know, a laptop. And they say, we have for $500, therefore $1,000 is very good laptop. That, you know, it's really, it works fast, and it's, has a lot of memory and it does all these functions. Great laptop. Okay. The only problem is, or or let's say no, you know those like well, we have on sale a thousand dollar laptop for two hundred dollars. Great, unbelievable for two hundred dollars. Then you buy it. You're thinking, what was what? You know, why was it on two, for two hundred dollars? Well. If anything breaks, <laughs> it, it can't really be fixed. It just can't be fixed. This is, if it breaks, you throw it out. 
Oh, thank you. $200 is a break. I'll throw it out. That's one kind of laptop. If it breaks, all you can do is throw it out. Nobody, it's not fixable. It's impossible to open it. It's impossible to work on it. That's it. You use it for as long as it's good, and then you throw it in the garbage. It's a great computer, but then they say, for $2,000, we have a different kind of laptop computer, which um, it's not so it's not as good a computer, but if it breaks, it actually self-corrects. There's a button that you press. You 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 put in a certain code. You see that it got all messed up, and a virus and all this other stuff. And before you go to sleep, you you put in a certain code, and it fixes every, it fixes itself as you're sleeping. Right? It's not as high tech. Doesn't work as fast. Doesn't have as much memory. All that, but it's self-correct. It will fix itself every time something gets ruined. Which one do you want? It's two different styles, and it's really two different styles of life. Do you want a life that's you know, pristine, pure. You know, you know what's a good example of that? The dollar store. They have lots of stuff. You know, sometimes I, I look at the toys and I think, oh, let's buy these toys. Now, they, you know, you can get a million toys it's, it's for nothing. You know, $20, you've got 20 toys. But they only last a couple of hours. It's one style. Or, as I saw this summer, you know, get all these dishes and all these crystal-looking cups and all this, like a whole Shabbos table with everything, this kind of crystal look, and it was very pretty. And then at the end of the summer, you throw it all out. <laughs> it's not going to last. It's a different thing. It's great. It's, it's For so little money, you've got a whole crystal-looking look, Shabbos table, but it's not going to last. Well, it's a style. Do you want that style? Or do you want another style? And again, it depends. You know, if it's just for the summer, yeah, do it that way. And if it's, there are two different styles. And it's interesting that the older generation is more of the style of, you know, I'm going to get a good solid chair. I know somebody especially, if I'm going to get a chair, I'm going to get a good solid chair that's going to last forever. You know, that, and I'm going to spend for a folding chair, I'm going to spend $60 for, a, for all, each of my folding chairs. I want a good, solid, well-made, and it's, it's a point of pride. I know all the people, like, I, if I buy anything, it's got to be solid and well-made and good quality and know that I bought good quality. $60 for each folding chair. The younger generation will, you know, or let's say a different, they're more like, throw it away. No good anymore, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. So the other style would be, I got a bunch of chairs on sale. They were all $9.99 from Walmart. I got about 10 of them, 20 of them. They're going to last me a couple of years, and then I throw them all away. Two very different styles. So now we're going to see, and of course, we're saying the younger generation, throw it away, throw it away, throw it away. You get it, use it, throw it away. Right here, right now. Okay, next. Move on, move on, move on. So, and the, so let's see. You know, why would you choose one style over another? And when we're seeing this self-fixing aspect with the world, where did we see it? The clouds. There was a, a Keshef. There was a, a rainbow. 
that was an indicator of the promise that Hashem said, this is a world that will not be destroyed anymore. This is not a throwaway world. The first world was actually the throwaway world. The second world is not. And there was a bris. There was a covenant with Nayah. That through his avayda in purifying the world, a very low world, very, very low, it created a certain nachat ruch, a certain peace, naifa de a certain nachat for Hashem that fulfilled Hashem's will in creating the world. What does Hashem want? What does God want? Yerubatafeni, to be down here in this world. So, the Nayah world, this permanent world, gives a certain nachas, a certain joy to Hashem himself. Let's say it in, in one other way. Parshas Gracious emphasizes the situation of the world as it is from the divine perspective. Called Kavan El Yaina. Divine potential perspective. That's Parshas Gracious. Parshas Nayach emphasizes the situation of the world that comes through our input. Gracious is a world that comes from the divine intent. Hashem plans it. He's the main part of the thing. This is clear that this is a world that Hashem plans. Parshas Nayach, this is a world that we plan. We, we know we messed up. It's full of, Mala Aritz is full of anger. And yet we have the ability to, oh, it's okay, fine, don't worry. We know how to fix these things. And it's what the world that we create, so to speak, we're co-creators in, in Parshas Nayach, is a brand new world. What comes out of it is, Ailam Chadash Ra'ah. Nayach saw a new world. And and we see it also with just how the world was created. The first world, so to speak, gracious by Elohim. Thirty-two times it says the word Elohim. Because mostly, when God created that world, when Hashem created that world, He created it through the name Elohim. Himself as He does things through the laws of nature. Elohim. That's the way He did it. And Nayach, a higher level. Yudke Vavke. Um, in the Parsha about Gracious, it says, even though it says, Bayom Asos Havaya Elohim, Ereshashamayim, so the word Havaya, Yudke Vavke, means Hashem, as he creates the world, not really so embedded in the laws of nature, but above nature, but it's still as he embeds his miraculous self in nature. It's working through nature, through nature, through nature. Even though the, the kayak of, of creation and existence comes from, from the name Havaiyote Vavke, a miraculous, above the world, a miraculous power, but that world of gracious comes, as we say, the name Havaya in Shemilakim. And therefore, what do you see when you look into at the world of gracious? You see a natural world. 
table, chairs, etc. Table, chairs, umbrellas, cars, tow trucks. That's what you see. There's a chiddush. There's something beyond that. And what's beyond that is Parshas Nayach. Nayach matzachin be'enei Nayach found grace in the eyes of Habayah. Yishkei Not through the laws of nature, above nature. That we're talking about a world as it's created through Shein Elohim, that you feel the name Havaya, you feel Hashem's miraculous, miraculous power in that world. So here's the question. What's better? A world of nature, you know, gracious, but it's breakable. You know, it's very high, but it's breakable. Or a world that could be self-correcting. Right? Well, we we all know that if technology today is all in keeping with self-correction, well, I guess both. I mean, in a sense, we're, we're creating more and more, you know, made in Japan, you know, it, it, you know, if you hear different speakers speak about, you know, how did Hashem, what was it Rabbi Kessin said, why did Hashem give Japan so much success, um, financial success, you know, made in China, made in Japan? Why did he give them so much success? Very, very interesting question. But besides that, you know, at the same time as we're producing all these things that you use it, you throw it out. You use it, you throw it out. Um, they're not self-correcting. It, it it almost seems like, no, I'm going to say like this. I'm going to revamp what I'm saying. It seems like we have come to the point where all of life is is being infused with the self-correcting aspect. Either, let's say it like this, either you buy things that have installed in them an app that they can fix themselves. You know, the self-cleaning oven, the self-correcting uh, computer, the whatever goes wrong. Have a chip in it that enables it to fix that problem. It's the tshuva chip, so to speak. It's the nayach. It's the nayach energy. The thing can break, but it can. The thing can go wrong, but it can then self-correct. The bal tshuva movement. You never had before nayach being the energy of the world until this generation. In that way, people who were religious were religious. People who weren't weren't. Maybe one in a generation did tshuva. But if a person was born secular, that's the way he lived all his life. Most of the generation, you know, once you heard about Reish Lakish, who became a Baal Shuba. So why do you hear about him? He was one. I mean, now it would be a joke. So, you know, imagine you go to a young person and say, you know, Reish Lakish is amazing. He was really uh, pretty immoral and very powerful, and very powerfully immoral. And then he did tshuva. And for us, it's a big wow. You know, you read about it. I think Gemara, whatever. Wow, amazing. And a, a child or a young person would say, yeah, so, totally uninterested. Big deal. He did tshuva. Everybody does tshuva. Like, it was about tshuva. No? Okay, so he's a BT. So why are you going to waste pages in the Gemara talking about some BT? He's a BT. He did tshuva. Everybody does tshuva. Uh, big deal. Because now we live in a world where everything's self-correcting. So it looks like it's self-correcting in one of two ways. Either there's that self-correcting chip in it, you know, 
the computer gets viruses very easily, but you just put in the code and it fixes its own virus, self-correcting. Or it's so replaceable, you throw it out and replace it with the next one, which means it's self-correcting in a slightly different way. I bought this toy, but and this toy, well, it only lasted a few hours, but I just bought another one. I bought 20 of them because I knew they were... So in a way, it's self-correcting. So we're living in an era of naya, of self-correcting the, the mechanisms in there. And the reason that there's that mechanism of ability to self-correct, fix itself, is because not within Elohim, within the world of Elohim, within the rules of the laws of nature, it's entropy. Everything deteriorates. Everything goes down the drain. Nothing lasts forever. Things are falling apart. And once they fall apart, there's no more getting back on course. That's gracious. You should have a totally new world. That's because the laws of nature were not designed for there to be self-correction inside the laws of nature. But Naya energy coming from Yudke Valke above the world, that inserts the self-correcting feature. How does Hashem create such a world? It is a world of nature. Well, that's Elohim, isn't it? But it's self-correct. Well, that's Yudke Valke, isn't it? So which one is it? So Hashem says, how about this? Hashem Elohim. Yudke Call it Havaya. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. You know, as we say seven times at the end of Yom Kippur. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. Havaya Elohim. Mishana Bab Yushalayim. This energy of Havaya Hu Elohim is a whole other energy. The self-correcting feature, because it's from above the world, it's from a miraculous nature, anything can be fixed. The self-correcting feature from Havaya is embedded into Elohim. But the symptom, the concealment of Elohim, the symptom of a natural world, the concealment in, an, in a world of nature, you don't see God, called the symptom of, of Shem Elohim, is not a true concealment. This is the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe. As the Alter Rebbe says, the, the symptom ain't a kubshuta. When we see a concealment, it's fake news. Now, I think I remember now I did a video on that. It's fake news. The real fake news is the symptom. That's the real fake news. We see the world falling apart. That's when we have to scream, fake news, fake news, fake news. The world isn't really falling apart. The falling apart world is on the level of Elohim. In the laws of nature, all the laws of nature are falling apart. Fake news, fake news. But it's not true. The concealment of God in this world, which causes everything to fall apart, is Shagam Elohim Shem The concealment, in truth, is Shem Havaya. It's a miraculous nature. So in this week, when we are experiencing that everything's falling apart, it's as crazy as it gets, gloomy tunes. That's fake news. On the level of 
nature and the way we expect things to go, the way we're used to things, it's all falling apart. It's a concealment of God's presence. Where is God in all this? Isn't he here to help us? Help. Help, help, help. It's so scary. Yeah, but he's not really concealed. What he's doing is changing outfits. He's switching to Shem Havaya. Starting to revealing himself in his miraculous way. Okay, he can always, what's, come on, it's always been throughout all history. Hashem makes miracles. No, no, no. But now he wants to make miracles in nature. He wants to make the limiting everyday nature become miraculous. That's nothing for him. His biggest job is to get us used to living with it. That's the big job. Hashem making nature miraculous. Did that already with the ten plagues. It's nothing. His job is working on us. That we look at a challenge in nature. There's no parking spot. The only kind of spot that's available is for a, a little teeny tiny car. I don't have a teeny tiny car. Laws of nature say, you are not parking your car. I don't know, go three miles away. I don't know, call call the service. That's what we need, right, the valet service, according to the laws of nature. So if I say, wait, ah, the laws of nature have become miraculous. And they're, they're interested in my input. They're interested in my opinion. This is what Hashem God is working on full time now, full speed ahead. Getting us used to miraculous nature. Expandable, flexible nature. Not rigid nature. Flexible nature. How does he call? There's a code word for him getting us used to flexible nature. It's called Avayolakim, Avayolakim, Hashemolakim, 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 Hashemolakim. From Yabab Yushalayim. And the way it works is the revelation of Shem Havaya is revealed in the existence of the world that's created through Elohim. And then what happens? A very high level, an even higher level of Shem Havaya is then revealed. In other words, Havaya is Yudke Vavke, Hashem above the world in a miraculous way. When, and this is an amazing point, and I think we'll sum it up here. When Hashem embeds Nature, with this level of, of Havaya, with miracles, and he makes nature become miraculous, obviously visibly miraculous, and makes us believe that nature can be miraculous in everyday life. I can, with my will, expand the space between those two parked cars to accommodate my car even though I measured it and it's four inches smaller than my car. So I'm not fitting into that space. Here it is. But with Havayo Lakin, I am capable, in theory, of willing, and with Havayo, quantum physics, of willing the space, it's four inches too short, between those two parked cars 
to lengthen. And I ease my car in there, and I lock the door, and I go into my house. So several things are happening here. I'm believing in Havayu Elohim, Hashem Elohim, Hashem Elohim. I'm believing in it. And it's really happening. Hashem is doing it, and I'm going along with him. Once that happens, then what happens? He moves up a level. Hashem moves up from just Yudke Vavke Hashem being miraculous. Wow, I can't believe it. What, you didn't park your car yesterday, did you? Did you? You know, you must have, what did you do with your car? No, oh, I found the spot. There was no spot that fit your car. Yeah, I know, but I willed the two cars apart. Okay. Don't tell. My husband would say, just don't. If I would say this to my husband, he would say, do me a favor. Don't walk around talking like this, okay? <laughs> don't tell this to people. You're not going to make your name better in the community if you talk like that. So just, you know, keep these thoughts to yourself, right? It's too crazy. It's too crazy. So quantum physics says crazy is not crazy at all. Okay, I don't care about crazy quantum physics. Just keep it to yourself. But what happens to Hashem? Once he embeds his miraculous nature, Hashem, Yudke Vavke, into Elohim, into nature, he moves up a level. From the lower level of Havaya to the higher level of Havaya. Havaya de Le'ila. And keeps moving higher and higher and higher. Meaning, he keeps moving up to a higher miraculous nature. And then a higher one. And then a higher one. And then a higher one. And to even understand what those higher levels of nature would look like, because we're used to either a miracle or no miracle. We're very, we're very simple. We're like, we're parochial little villagers. Like, there's either nature or there's a miracle. And we, we can't even imagine, you know, anything, any, anything more fine-tuned. But there's seven levels of Havaya. A higher level of miracle and a higher and a higher. And in order to understand what they are, one has to learn I'm going to guess it'll be Samach to Samach, etc. Deep Chassid is to sensitize ourselves to what could be higher than a miracle. Ah, there's seven different levels in higher and higher type of miracles. And that's one of the reasons, and we're going to sum up with this, that we say seven times at the end of Ni'ila on Yom Kippur, we're drawing down. We're, we're actually really reaching up. Let's go to the higher level of miracles. We've pulled it down into the world. Now let's go to another uh, even higher level and pull that down into the world. Now let's go to an even higher level and pull that down into the world. And we've done that in seven steps which means we're creating a year at the end of Ne'il on Yom Kippur that is bringing down seven different levels, higher and higher, of miracles and embedding it into nature. And I'll, I'll end with this. When are we going to see that? What we did on Yom Kippur, embedding seven different levels of miracles into nature, when are we going to see it? 
Well, I think we're seeing it right now. Parshas Nayach. And we'll see at the end of the Sikha that the Rebbe ended that to Brennan by saying seven times, Hashem Elohim, 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 Nayach and Yom Kippur, the end of Yom Kippur, are the same type of energy. Fixing from within, self-correcting what went wrong. It's one piece. Yom Kippur, Parshish Nayach. So this week, we are seeing the manifestation of seven different levels of miraculous miracles coming into nature. Nature is being reformed this week as we watch, as we live through it. How are we seeing it? Oh my goodness, it's a mess. It's crazy. We're looking at it from the point of view of Alokim and we're saying, get me out of here. This is really ridiculous. I guess that's the way it looks on the lower end looking up at seven different levels of miracles, seven different energies, one by one by one, replacing each other. So it looks really scary. It looks like a chaotic flood. If, and of course, we have to realize the flood that we're talking about is not just water, but it's the flood of knowledge, Deus Hashem. The understanding of truth. That's the flood. As the Rambam ends, Umalaz Deus Hashem, Kamaimli Amachasim. And the world, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. Knowledge of Hashem, Hashem, the knowledge of miraculous. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of divine miracles as much as water fills the ocean bed. So the water of the world is a, is a, a physical expression of understanding truth and understanding Hashem when he's being miraculous. So if the waters are storming around this week, it is the flood. The knowledge and the understanding of truth and the way life works and the way miracles work is also swimming around and going around, turning around in a chaotic way this week in order to produce Shemaim Chadashim Ve'arit Chadasha, a new heaven and new earth, Ayram Chadash Ra. We will come out of the, the, the ark and we will see a new world. A natural world that's totally begging for our pure, holy co-creation belief in its absolute flexible nature. You know, move the two cars apart in my mind, create a parking spot, etc. A miraculous world. That's where we're on to. The world of Mashiach and Geula. It should be that, as the Rebbe says, it's a tough week. We have the flood, but towards the end of the week, Avram Avinu comes into the Parsha and things start to get better. And then next week, much better because Avram Avinu is in the Parsha the whole week and is happy. So, Amen, may it be that we're heading towards the end of the week. It should all turn around and it should turn into happy nature, miraculous nature that brings us into the Gula Mithi immediately now.